Hello and welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya, and I'm your host, Priya Mishra. Today is our guest, Kapil Kulshestra. Kapil Kulshestra is a life coach. He actually spent a lot of time getting mentored before he reached to the point. Kapil is the founder CEO of Scientific Coaching, and he helped thousands of people through his work in last couple of years to reach their personal goal. And not only that, he also helped people how to identify and create their own mindset and have that courage to go in their journey and achieve what they want to achieve. Kapil practices leadership in, in a director uh, in a corporate world. He has a long history of a successful career in corporate time, but he found a desire to do something different and something unique, which gives him that fulfillment. And that brought him to the life coaching. He works specifically with the direct established in all aspects of you know, different corporate sectors. Now, Kapil is, is still working with a you know, lot of professionals and corporate CEOs and CTOs and helping them and influencing them to find out their life movement and the goal, the ambitions, the desire to do something different, which they always wanted to do, but was holding them back. So help me to welcome today, Kapil Kulshastra. Thank you for joining Kapil today. Thanks for accepting my request. I'm very happy to be here, Priya, and, and the kind of stuff that you do, you absolutely rock. I've seen your videos on YouTube, um, and it's like, it's good stuff. Yeah, I love it. Thank, Thank you for inviting Thanks for spending that time. Welcome, welcome to my show. Re really amazing. Always talking to you. Um, whatever little I know about you, it is very, very inspiring. And I love the way you helped a lot of people in a couple of years only. Um, but as I understand, you full believe in help yourself before you help somebody else. So with that note, I would like you to express a bit how this whole journey started for you in a short, if, for audience, if it's possible for you to explain a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I was, um, if I look at my entire 22 years of corporate world, yeah where I worked for companies like Microsoft, Cognizant, I was a success from other people's perspective. And at a decent enough young age, 41 year of age, becoming a director, getting a good job, being in Australia, having a good life, everything, which everything that defined success was there. But as I look back and I could connect the dot only recently, I was actually always a misfit. Me and my wife were going through this calculation of how much time I actually worked in those 22 years, properly worked. Yeah. That's one. And it's going to be shocking. And second, what about every single job that I've had? Mm -hmm. So literally every single job that, job that I've had, the day I resigned, within a week I was released because I was not adding much of a value. I mean, there are some where it was like different, but maybe it was like, you know, it, because there was, it's not that I was completely honky-dory because I did work for 10 years of that time. Yeah. Of the 22 years, I properly worked for 10 years. No. Now, yes, it, 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 it means I was a jerk. I was not contributing. But for those 10 years, I did contribute. And those 10 years of work <laughs> in which I probably was on top of my game, maybe six years on top of my game or maybe five years on top of my game that got me into an all of those senior positions and all that money. Yeah. That says a lot about, you can be a really a big mediocre, but if you have peaks in your life, like, you know, a peak goes up, 
you do so well, you get noticed, and then you basically slide down, down the, down the draw. But you basically live on the success of that for a while, and then you have another peak that can get you quite, quite forward. Now that's that feeling was always growing up because you know you can you can fake it for a while, but you can't fake it till you make it ever. It just doesn't work because the feeling just keeps growing inside your heart, and the more distance is there between these two points, the more dissatisfied you become. So in 2012 is when my really one big this thing happened where it was like, hey, before I turned 40, I wanted to be a director and it didn't happen. And I became extremely negative. My company should have fired me. Instead of firing me, they got me a coach who changed everything that I think in a single day. His name is Arthur Walmsley. He's now 79 year old. He lives in Melbourne. He changed my life. He spent one full day for which I think he charged Cognizant like $6,000 or something, which I'm glad I didn't have to pay, but he changed everything that I had. So I got promoted next year. And after that, I got a lot of growth, money, everything. But, I, but something he started in my mind about who I was and what I was doing and for why. The process, unfortunately, in my case, took five years. And 2017, I lunged. First, I lost my weight. Then I you know, decided that this is not me, figured myself out with the help of another coach, Graham Heath. And, and then I lunged, I left that and started my journey, which was, I would say, not an easy journey, but I started in 2017, December. Very, very interesting. The thing is that what I like about you, the courage to admit, you know, the courage, 90% people have no courage to admit what they did right or what they did wrong, especially on the public forum. So I really appreciate your courage to admitting what you did you. and what you did not do. And I, I do admire for that for you. Like, you, you know that. So the point here is that do you understand not having that coach in your life would have been a different story for you? Yes, yes. Priya, when I say it, I'm not dramatizing it. I wouldn't have been alive. Wow. I, and it's not that I was suicidal, but I was depressed. Yeah. I had started hitting money. I started everything. I have phenomenal family. My girls are amazing. My wife is amazing. But I was just pretending to be somebody else. Mm. Constantly, every day, day in, day out. In, mm. in the office, I would think about doing something else. I used to skip office and go and watch a movie because there was nobody questioning me because of my role and designation. And I would feel guilty about it later on. I would sit at home, say, why should I not go to office today? Is there a reason I should, what can I say today that I won't go? Nobody was asked me a question because of, again, yeah. seniority. Yeah, of course. And, and even then I was producing results and getting money. So everything was going wrong. Even the money I was making, I started hating it. So that road leads to only one end. Hmm. It leads to significant breakdown. And I believe that I actually narrowly averted it. I don't know how near I was because when you are in deep shit, you don't know that you're in deep shit. So I don't know how narrowly I was because, you know, till the time water is here, you think I can survive. But the moment water goes there, there's no going back. So yeah. I think, I believe that I was pretty, I was pretty deep down. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't have had a life, um, you know, and people would have been later on surprised saying, hey, he was all right. He made money. What was wrong with him? He was a freaking yeah. crazy guy. Yeah. And I I hear that a lot. When I quit my job, I have been told that, are you crazy? You worked so hard for 15 years, achieve what you achieve and 20 years in your, 
you know, the, the line you crossed, many, many hurdles and lines you have crossed and the stairs you have passed. Are you going to quit? Are you insane? Right? Yeah. But, you know, but my husband supported me at that time. And he said, if you're not a happy mother, you can't be, you know, a happy person in the house. Then, you know, we all are going to be in a mess. You know? Beautiful. So it's it's so important to have a family support and people around you, but you do need a mentor to get through that. People don't understand where you are coming from because when you are successful, people think, what's not you have? Why are you thinking you don't have that? But that fulfillment, how to satisfy? That's yeah. the question. And, and, and this is the thing. Look, you can be an athlete without a coach. You can run, no yeah. issues, right? Um, when I started my journey of weight loss, and it's such a big example, like I would do, I would, I've got my kind of a gym set up at home. Hmm. And because I couldn't afford also like gym fees. So I bought some secondhand, like $200, lots of weights. And I would do like, I'll do chest, I'll do everything, but I would not gain muscles. And I would think, okay, I'm becoming stronger. What, like you're becoming stronger in your bones, where's your muscle? Like I would gain, but it was not great. And then about seven months back, now I have a personal trainer who coaches me and my wife four times a week. And this has become bigger. Mm. This has become bigger. Legs have become stronger because, you know, he has given us a regime. He has told us food. So thing is, you cannot get six packs on your own in a gym. You can't become an Olympian on your own. You got to need, like, Sachin Tendulkar, the best of the best of the best in the world has coach. Yeah. CEOs of companies, Bill Gates, they have coaches. Yeah. Right? So when you want to play a big game, you got to have coaches. If you don't want to play a game, it's all right. It's yeah. okay, right? But I believe one life you got, if this is not where you do it, where would you do it? Yeah. As far as being vulnerable is concerned, look, one life I've got, if somebody is going to judge me for being a failure, almost all my life, all my corporate life, they could judge me for that. Or they could realize that, God, man, 22 years, this guy was a misfit and he didn't even know it. Right. Wow. What and am many, I doing wrong? Many on no, many of the same issue. Yeah. 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 See, so they could get inspired and look at their own life. But it's not that I've always been like that. I published this book. And yeah. in this book, there's no story of getting fired. It was published in June, July, August 2019. There's no story of me getting fired. That means still August 2019, good one and a half years after I started my coaching business. I didn't have guts to put the story. But the moment, I remember I was in a session with like some hundred odd folks on a Zoom call. And I realized that by sharing my story, a lot of people have lost their jobs and they, they consider me as a perceived success. By sharing my story, I'm going to contribute. Boom. So I guess my stories and my failure and why I'm sharing it comes from that place where I believe with which I can contribute to people saying, nobody's going to judge you. Not even one person, Priya, has come back and told me, you jerk, you got fired from Microsoft. No, not one person has come back and said, you stupid idiot. Nobody ever said that to me. Nobody. Everybody supported it. I recently put a post about series of failures, like yesterday. Yeah. Every single person supported it. Nobody yeah. laughs at failures. No. We laugh at our failures. Yeah. We create that circumstances, I believe. In and our mind, in here. Yeah. And whatever you perceive, it reflects. You know, um, it's a kind of a law of attraction. Kind of, I would exactly, say. Yeah. exactly. I agree. Yeah. With what you attract, what you get, yeah. and that brings to brings to my next 
thinking, I would say, you know, hiring a coach and hiring a coach for the right purpose is also very important. Absolutely. Right. So like, see, I'm, I'm a business uh, person. Like I talk about more marketing and sales and making your brand positioning and all those things. I cannot go into the life coaching and you cannot prefer to go into more of a marketing side as I believe. I think if I, you need to identify your real problem and find a right coach is also very Absolutely. crucial in your life. And it that defines, a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I had the coach didn't work out. And I always ask them, did you hire the right reason, right? No. You do have a coach who can solve the right problem. You don't want to go for like, you know, if you have a feet problem, you don't want to go for dentist, right? You will go to the Absolutely. dentist for the dentist problem and feet for the feet problem. Like, you know, Absolutely. you need to find the right doctor for yourself. Yes. You know? And really appreciate the opening up you are doing. And I, I would love encourage people to read that book. It has a lot of lot of senses to that, and people should read and get inspired. You know, it's all about creating your own perception before you want to be perceived by people, isn't yeah. it? And and Priya, very funny. Somebody I was talking to recently on LinkedIn, um, and this guy mentioned, "Hey, in October I gave you a feedback on Amazon, and I didn't care to look at it because never bothered about it." And it was not a smartest thing to do. I should have been more promoting, but yeah, didn't. So anyway, so what he shared is that he said three things. And he said, one, two, he, he said three learning. The third was, he said, throughout the entire book, I kept noticing typos and grammatical errors and all of those things. Till the time I came to a point where the author says, there's a lot of typos and there's a lot of grammatical error, but we would rather put out an imperfect product out there in the world so that people can still give us feedback and learn and grow rather than trying to make it perfect. So... This, this book, like it's about 300 pages, 54,000 or 64,000 words, is that, that exactly the same thing in life is. You will make mistakes. You will F it up. There will be issues. There'll be challenges. You will fall down face, face flat. But the idea is that instead of saying, let me make it perfect and thinking about, I don't want to put something out there which I'll be laughed at. Think about it. I don't want to put something out there which won't be used. So there are too many people who have got so much skill inside them, so much power inside them, they stop because they want to cross the threshold. There is no threshold. None. 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 Those who want to serve, those who want to help, and I know serve is like a cliche word, but those who want to help can help with what they have. Yeah. Whichever way, it's your corporate job or anything. There's no threshold of skills. You're there already. Just need to, you know, get into the short circuit, these two. Yeah. yeah. I think I always say that, you know, progress is better than perfection, right? Yeah. yeah. And in IT industry, 70% product never made to the market because it was not perfect in yeah. initiator's <laughs> point of view. So when you started thinking about creating this whole business model as a life coach, what was the thought going on? Could you elaborate the question? What do you mean by thought? But there were like a gazillion thoughts going on. <laughs> I know we were talking about a lot of things, how the whole journey started. What was the first personal transformation that happened to you that allowed you to really question how would you do this business? Yeah, look, the very first personal transformation was losing weight. And I really surprised the heck out of myself because I had tried for decades to lose weight and I couldn't do it. Right. And I really surprised myself. So I was 
wow, I could do it. And I did not have any cheat days during the journey. I was, no, I, I didn't have to control myself at all. It was just set of habits. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And again, I'm not a sequential person that once this happens, that happens. In the same time frame, I was trying to figure out why do I, what's the point of my life? What's yeah. the point? Like, you know, and I was asking to asking questions and talking to people, working with my coach out on these things and just, just, just figuring it out generally. And mm -hmm. I was doing personal development program like crazy. Like uh, one thing I believe in, once you want to go do something, yeah. if you had to choose between time and money, always choose time because money yeah. can come back, time can't. So I was like, I had, I was parallelly doing this landmark. I was doing this program with another person and, and trying to go and like doing all of those things just to get information, reading tons. Like every, every week I finished, like, I think the best was in a week, I finished listening to four books and these books are like, so about, you know, on an average, about 30, 40, 50, 40 hours of listening to audiobooks. I'm just right. exercise. I'm listening to book. I'm doing walking I'm all the time. So I'm just speaking these ideas. And one book gives me one idea. I'm making notes. So I'm doing all of those things and I'm figuring myself out and I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't figure myself out. So it's like, okay. And then something happened. And incidentally, something happens that makes you realize, oh. So what happened was that I asked my boss, I had enough courage to ask my boss. And I did tell him about the movie thing that I used to run out of the movie and run out and watch a movie in between. And he was all right. He was, like I said, I mean, that's what I used to do. He's like, I, I know. He said, I know I saw you once. I was like, cool. You never told me. <laughs> yeah, you're a senior guy, man. I mean, he said, sometimes you do. I know you, you produce results. That's all I want. He says, I mean, why do you keep me around, man? Why do you keep me around? Yeah. He said, I can't think of my team without you, Kapil. I said, okay. So I was leading, so he has, he has three direct reports. Two of us were leading part of the business, you know? So, so he said um, that, you know, big, he's a big NFL fan, like an Aussie, Aussie bloke. He said in an, in a team, there are people who are on the ground running and making the goals and just rushing and sweating it out. And there's somebody who's basically pepping them up in the, in the room and getting them energized and giving them water and taking care of them. You're that guy, Kapil. Now he was positive. He was trying to encourage me. Wow. And for me, my mind went, I was like, this is who I decided to become. Mm. A support system. Right. My identity is all about, I'm a effing support system. Right. It was a light bulb moment. It was like, that's not how see, I see myself as. Interesting. Not at all. And then there was no option. In a week, I quit. I put my papers. And he was very surprised. But when I told him what I'm going to do, he was like, go on. Yeah. And for me, it became like, I have gone through this pain of mediocrity. And this definition that I got from my own family, from a very normal, in fact, lower middle class background, that do the job, you'll be happy. We'll make money, go overseas, buy a car. And it didn't make me happy. Yeah. And for a while I wanted more and I got more and more and more, but it didn't make me happy. Now, a lot of people at that time become contented and be happy with what you got, what you got. No, no. If I know there's a beast sitting inside me who wants to crash out of this body and my version 2.0, I have to get it. And why should I not get more? Why should I not have the material pleasure? Why should I not build my life? Why should I not give more, be more, do more?
Yeah. Why should I stop myself? Yeah. So with due respect to all the people who are contented and who say, you know, don't, don't move out of your boundaries and all of it. We do respect to them. I believe that's full of crap. For me, people like me, if I want to build my powerful life, then I've got to go all in. That's where the playful philosophy comes in. Yeah. How can I be absolutely healthy, energetic, biohack my body, right? How can I be in a, all the time feeling great about my life? Yeah. Why shouldn't I have beautiful, juicy relationship with myself, with my spouse, with my kids, with my community, with the world? Why shouldn't I give it all? Why shouldn't I have awesome accomplishment, man, make tons of money and impact so many people? Why shouldn't I have it all? Why should I compromise? Yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. And that's those points. I think that's the that story was like, Ivan doesn't know how big favor he did to me that day. Yeah. And he encouraged me and I got it. And, and you know, that, that was a massive turning point. But again, I was building up to it. I was building up to it. I had a right yeah. environment, it's, right proximity, right coach, right conversation. And boom, I smashed it out of the park after that. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. We all have to go through with that. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the mediocre family, the people, if we come from the middle class family, and it's all, that's how we have been taught. That's how we have been actually nurtured and groomed. And our mindset is just set to that, you know? Yeah. If we will earn good enough, we, if we will have a car and a house and the certain money, you should be contained. But yeah. if you are ambitious and you desire more, and that's where your fulfillment is, and that's where your happiness is, why not? Yeah, and look, it's not that you desire more and buying a bigger house is going to make you fulfilled. It will not. It will not. Yeah. For every anybody. But thing is, but if you play it full across all aspects of life. Yeah. Right? That's if point. you're giving so much, like today, even today, my my father, when I when I talk about these results with my dad, and I love my dad, he's 80 year old, he's an amazing guy. When I talk to him about Hey, how a client of mine got 180,000 US dollar in salary increment. He says, what did you get? And, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I, I got, I got like, you know, this guy was able to produce this result in four months flat, you know, but, but I got, this is more than money. This, I could do this. I could be the right 2% of somebody's life. Yeah. That's right? cool. So it's yeah. their definition in that place is money is the thing. But what do you do with the money once you've got all these desires? What do you do with the money? Money allows you to, money allows me to buy time from amazing people yeah. who then helps me get us into a speed lane. Money allows me to, you know, spend time with people who basically, whose mindset, whose one statement can just change my entire life. Mm. Money allows me to be part of like four different ma masterminds. It allows me to experiment and fail. You know, people think money is evil in its own this thing. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand money. I mean, I thought money was evil as well. That's what, dude, you don't understand money. If you focus on relationship, it will grow. If you focus on health, it will grow. If you focus on money, it will not grow. It will not grow because money is a symbol. Money is what you can do with that. You can do all, like, you know, money makes you more of who you are. If you're a good guy, more money is going to make you better. Yeah. It will, because you will can do more with the money with the, for the world. You know, my, I've got 19 and 16 year old girls. Both of them know it. 
they know it today they're not going to get a dime from their parents they know it they have been told from the young age that this is all not yours you know in me and my wife sometimes discuss it that hey when i die what will happen not that i care what will happen everything will go back to the world i will not give anything to my kids i'm like told and they are great girls but i like this is not yours this is i'm borrowing people borrowing from people and eventually go there and it's not an ascetic kind of a charity driven mindset i just think that you know if they are amazing they will make their own money anyway i'm not going to die for another 80 years i'll die when i'm 129 and they'll be old by that time they don't need no money <laughs> very interesting and i really love the angle you are bringing and as is i know you teach on the mindset programs and you also teach people on the courage side and you are showcasing that courage and you showcasing the mindset and the, how it shifted and changed and thinking about each and every aspect including money i believe money is not evil i believe money can brings a lot of things you know it's not the ultimate goal but it actually helps a lot Absolutely. and i think you everybody should be comfortable with the money you know talking money is not a bad thing which has been groomed a lot these days that you know money is a evil and money money you should not think about too much money you should not be very, very materialistic and all but i'm thinking we can still have be a materialistic and like we can still be a good person absolutely absolutely and i think i'm like that i want material goods i like to wear good clothes i like to drive a good car but that doesn't mean that i'm going to sell my soul because guess what i sold my soul in hmm. my job i sold my soul in my job and i know people constantly people who say i'm just working for a living they're selling their soul in the job if they find that same soul back in the same job they could contribute so much because mm-hmm. what is an organization what is a company a company is a group of people who are actually combined together to, mm-hmm. for a common purpose to actually serve their end customers mm-hmm. if you get your soul back in the job and i know such people they are amazing they do great job they are very happy in their job and they are really kicking like goals like anything and they are they are very happy yeah. every day dollar they makes bigger difference in their life right job is not something that you do for a living job is a critical part of our life or work what we do yeah. we can't ignore it yeah yeah i mean not who you are the job you do you just it is just the job you do and who you are you can still define you know but what yeah, would you job. yeah what would you suggest in the context of learning how should they listen to advice or a strategy to blueprint or whatever they call it so they can be pres- you know preset to what is also true for them yeah look i'm i believe learning is over overstated overrated learning without implementation is absolutely useless now there is a reason why learning has so much focus because earlier it was a knowledge economy yeah like if you think about it that you know from age untold the person who knew more mm. could actually make a big difference but today you don't have to know more you can just google the damn thing mm. you don't have to is so what you have to be is what you have to be and, and i don't want to get into mindset important thing about learning is that instead of learning understand something implement it go out talk to people about it like i have clients who say that i'm i've been planning 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 but i just thought that based on like when they started the program they were like let me talk to people and they talked to people and said everything i thought was right came out to be wrong in that particular context and i would have wasted 
months and years and money in doing all those courses and all, and it just got disappeared within like one hour. Like for instance, people want to be coaches and they go and they waste their money in certification. Nobody cares about it. They don't know it. It's just for them. Like nobody has asked me of thousand people I've spoken to probably. Nobody ever asked me, where's your certification? And yeah. if somebody asks me the question, they don't even want to be my clients. Yeah. At basically a teacher. I'm not a teacher. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friend. I'm a, I'm a partner. So, so learning, like I, I, I have this quote that I, that I thought about sometime and I put it multiple times on social, social media, which is that mountains of wealth. And I say wealth, like all kind of wealth, health, relation, everything. Yeah. So yeah. mountains of wealth is hiding under the rubble of inaction. Yeah. So I'll say, instead of learning, do. Talk to people. There's so much richness in that. Yeah. Think about your proximity. You'll automatically learn. Let learning be automatic. Implement, yeah. implement, implement, implement. And when you're tired of implementing, implement some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always say that, you know, your market, you know. See, yeah. I mean, I, I, I always talk about marketing context because I'm a marketing strategist. But when it comes to the understanding, whatever ideas you have, you have to have a market segment for that, yes. right? And if you are not creating a market segment, and if you don't know what is your market, you know, and I mean, it's it's a long time ago, this book has written cyber psychometric. You can't think like fake you until fake it until you make it. It yeah. is like you have to have a vision that I have it, right? And to have it, you need to have all right element in place, right? And to do that, you need to know what is the minimum expectation from your client and what's the value add you are going to give it to the client. Once you know that, your vision is very clear that I'm going to be there. Right? Absolutely. I, absolutely. I completely, I completely agree. Um, and, you know, people, and, and people, including myself, didn't understand marketing, right? You know, mm -hmm. My entire first year, in the entire first year of business, full-time guy, I made $17,600. <laughs> and you can imagine the amount of confidence it will have, issue, issue I'll have on me because of that, right? Which I couldn't talk to people about at yeah. that time because I was being stupid about it. Now, the thing is, when I say I was being stupid about it, it's actually lack of focus. Now, people in job can have focus. People in business can have focus. Today, the world is changing. It's not who you know that matters. It's not your skills and capabilities. What matters is who knows you for what? If I'm in the job market, if I'm an SAP person, am I basically, and I, I don't know SAP modules, but am I SAP purchase person who's absolutely expert in that? Or I'm a generalist. Once you talk to generalists, there are some jobs, but you're going to have to apply for it. How do, how do people, how do jobs walk to people, including for business as well, is by being, by, by standing for one thing. And do I have my one thing figured out all of it completely? Not completely, but I've got it narrowed down to a specific segment whose problem I completely understand. I relate to it. I have done it hundreds of times. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's why I'm, I, you know, I built up my business to a substantial number. Yeah. Similarly in job, right? People who say, oh, I need to apply for a job. They need to understand 15% of the jobs ever come out in the market. Yeah. And yeah. of that, many are just there for following the process applying is not the thing they have to go out they have to have an image a proper authentic image so that they get the work yeah. they get the job similarly in business 
How many businesses would happen just like that on a phone call? You're not even applying. Just friends, just do business with each other. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 95% business does not happen because somebody applies for a tender, right? You have to be somebody mm. who then attracts the right kind of people. And there's always a narrow and a narrow segment. It's yeah. okay to talk to right 100 people, then to shoot your CV or shoot your business idea to 50,000. Mm. 100 people are going to change the trajectory of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say that you only need a handful of people to trust in you. Absolutely. And, and as Seth Godin wrote a book on it, be a linchpin. Yeah, know? be a linchpin. Be a linchpin. Yeah. You don't need too much in this world. Yeah. So that brings to my last question. What would be your advice for individuals who is starting out in this business or you know their career or their life or in you know in any business gallery? Okay. What would be your at last one, two cents advice for them where they should yeah. start now yeah. and where so, how to find their end goal? Yeah. So I would assume that anybody starting in the business. People have entrepreneurship dreams, but they don't have big enough hearts and mindset. So anybody who's looking at starting a business should not think about there's a market gap, I'm going to fill it up. Don't do that. It's the worst way, best way to fail. You don't fill up a market, market gap because there are people who are sitting there for a long time who are amazing. They're not able to fill it up, then you can't. Yeah. Don't look at an opportunity and fill it up. Okay, that's the number one advice I would give. Second, figure yourself out before you do anything. It's yeah. always worth it. You will save time, pain, everything you will save. You'll save so much money in the process. If you figure yourself out who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, what is your end goal? Rather, even if you don't know end goal, I want to make money. Okay, I get it. Fair enough. But you want to make money doing something which when the shit hits the fan, you will still be able to do. Because guess what? In business, there will be setbacks. There'll be no's. And yeah. the time, those time, if your why is clear, you will stay on. You will just keep going. Mm. Right? There was a time in my business when I knew in two months' time, I'll have $563 in my bank. Yeah. And it was a deeply humbling exercise. All the money that I had invested, save, and all of it didn't mean a thing when I needed liquidity. Mm. It was a big humbling time for me. So... Yeah. Things will go wrong. If either my wife or me had gone back to job, I wouldn't have a successful business today. Mm. So it's not get pepped up and pumped up thing. It's like get your insight so clear. Your confidence in nothing is going to hold you back. Mm. Certainty about there's a life of abundance. Clarity about what I'm going to do and courage to take actions. Courage to, which is built on top of habits. It's built on top of values. Yes your strength and most of all built on top of your standard. So mm. build the base, mm. which is not fake it till you make it, but this is who I am. This is what I stand for. Mm. Once you do that, then move forward in the business. Otherwise don't do it. You will waste your money. You'll waste your time. You will give a lot of pain to a lot of people, your family, your customers, everybody, you will not serve people well. Yeah. And it'll be the end of the game. That's why 94% businesses fail. They don't fail because of, lack of energy or willpower and all of it. They fail because of absolute mindset. Short circuit this and this, that's where your little area is, Eureka guys, where you will be amazing. Great advice. Thank you so much. And I always suggest be addicted, be focused, be ambitious and be a take, risk taker in business. 
you know absolutely be obsessed be like a like a, like a rock star and that's it after that you got it but figure it out what is it about great thank you thank you for joining in today it was a great conversation i can talk another hour but you know time <laughs> has a limitations thank you so much for your time today we extended a lot but yeah we'll be bringing you back if it is possible sure, yeah. and i will be looking forward to chat you more and bring more people to your audience thank you so much thank you priya fantastic thank you Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, and like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.